All right, we're going to learn a uh, sicha, which this sicha is dedicated to understand the difference between Yitzchak and Yishmael. I'm sorry, between Esav and Yishmael. We know Avraham has Yitzchak and he also has Yishmael. Yitzchak has Yaakov, he also has an Esav. And yet the Torah has a different classification for Yishmael than it does for um, for Esav. The Torah calls uh, Yishmael a, uh, a non-Jew. The Torah calls Esav a renegade Jew. So the question is, what is exactly the difference between them and everything, the word Torah, everything, everything the Torah actually happened. The Torah isn't a history book, it's not about history, but it's true. So everything the Torah says actually happened, but in addition to it actually happening, the main, the, the, what Torah is, the word Torah means instruction. So we need to understand what is the uh, message for us over here. So let's go on the PDF that I just sent you. Let's go from the top. Concerning the very first words of this Torah portion, and these are the children of Yitzchak, or more like these are the chronicles of Yitzchak, the Medrash comments and says, the word ve'ela, these, is preceded by the letter vav, and these. And that means that the Torah is continuing in this Torah portion, describing something that had began in the previous one. In the end of last week's Torah portion, it talks about the children of Yishmael. And now the Torah is continuing and saying, just like there, just like there were some uh, people that were the offspring of Abraham, and they were not the nicest people, they were children of Yishmael, so too the Torah continues now and says that Yitzchak also had children, told us, means chronicles, told us, means children. The Torah is going to tell us in this Torah portion the children of Yitzchak, but not all of them were as holy as him. Some of them were like the ones in the previous Torah portion, like Esav. Esav was like the children of Yishmael. And that's why the word toldos, which means, again, which means children, is missing the letter vav. Why is he missing the letter Vav? Because not all of his children were perfect. So these are his children minus one. These are his children who are, doesn't have all good children. He is someone who has children, but not all good children. The Torah describes the, his children with the word told us with missing the letter Vav. I just said it has letter Vav. The, the letter, the word Ve'ele, the first word of the Torah portion has an extra Vav. That means we're drawing a connection between this Torah portion and the one before. So the letter Vav in the beginning of the Torah portion is saying that Yishmael is just like Esav. This week's Torah portion talking about the children of Yitzchak has a similarity to children of Yishmael. The word children, toldos, is missing a Vav, saying that Isaac's offspring were deficient. Esav was deficient. Esav wasn't the way he's supposed to be. Yeshlohavan, and therefore the Torah says the word told us missing letter of Vav to say the true offspring of Isaac 
was only Yaakov. Not all the children of Isaac were considered children of Isaac. So among the children of Isaac, the one who was really called the child of Isaac is only Yaakov. The Yaakov is not counted as, as part of the, uh, the wicked people of the Torah portion before. Yaakov is in a different category. And he's not considered part of the deficient children of, of Yitzchak who are similar to Yishma. So it comes out, according to this Medrash, when the Torah says these are the children of Isaac, who's the Torah talking about? Who are the children of Isaac? Who are the deficient children of Isaac? Who are the ones who are missing something? Asaph. It's not talking about Yaakov at all. This, this verse is saying, we're going to tell you about the chronicles of Isaac, the children of Isaac. Who are the children of Isaac? Only Esau. Only Esau is similar to Yishmael. We're not talking about Yaakov. The question is, Aleph number one, If the title of this Torah portion is children, and it only means the children, children only means Esau, how, where do we find the Torah portion, the story of Esau, of Esau highlighted more than the story of Jacob. The Torah seems to give uh, equal footage to both of their stories. So how come the Torah is saying this is only the story of Esau when it doesn't just tell us the story of Esau, it tells us the story of Yaakov as well. Where do we find this Torah portion, the Torah highlighting and saying this is, I mean, if you will look, read this Torah portion, you, when you give your own title for it, you probably wouldn't call it Esau. You probably wouldn't call it Esau. You'd probably call it either Yaakov and Esau whatever artistic title you would give, but it's about two brothers. So why does the Torah um, say it's only the story of Esau, not the story of Yaakov? That's question number one. Base, question number two. How is it possible when the Torah is saying this statement, these are the children of Isaac, and, and, and take out his glory and take out his pride and take out his, the one he's proud of, Yaakov. How could it be the Torah does that? Yes, there is a child of his called Esau, but how can the Torah introduce the offspring of Isaac and not mention Yaakov? And these, the children of Yitzchak, yeah, who are his children? All he has is an Esau. They say a story about this Jewish mother, the first Jewish mother whose son became president of the United States. So the president calls up his mother, says, Mom, the inauguration is going to be on Wednesday. I want you to come over. How am I supposed to come? Am I supposed to get there? Mom, I'm the president. I'll send you a limo. A limo, shlimo. What are they going to serve over there? You know I only eat kosher. Mom, I'm the president. You're going to have whatever you want. You can have anything you like. You're going to have a fantastic kosher meal. All right, all right, I'll come. She comes to the inauguration. And she's sitting next to all the dignitaries. And she says to the one sitting next to her, you see that guy down there? Yeah, yeah, I see. The president of the United States, his brother is a doctor. So the question is, the Torah wants to tell us about the offspring of Isaac, and it tells us, you know who we have? <laughs> we have our uncle Esau. <laughs> uncle Esau, that's, that's the offspring of Isaac. Achutzpeh, what about Yaakov? What about Arzeda? How come he's not mentioned? The explanation of this, all this is, next second column, the theme of this Torah portion is Yitzchak. 
כאילו שאחרי שבאביס יצחק לגומוס יצא, אביס אברהם שפשת הקדימוס, הסברת בכך שיחסה הרוחני של עשו, היו שונים יחסה של ישמול, של אבן ישמול, כפי שהוא הסבר להלן. לא כן פסחס הפרשת ואלתיס יצחק, זה עשו, כלוי משהו מהפרשת איך נתודס, זה תחובן גם מתוס המשמעות של אביס יצחק בעצם קדימה, נקורא בין ותלס זה עשו. The real story of this Torah portion is not Yaakov or Esav, not his children. The main theme of this Torah portion is about Yitzchak, how Yitzchak dug the wells, how he traveled to Gerar, his blessings. It's about him. It's about what differentiates Yitzchak and highlights Yitzchak's value and how his service of Hashem surpasses that or is different than the service of Avraham. So since the point over here is to express the common denominator of this Torah portion, is to highlight what distinguishes Yitzchak from Avraham, so therefore the Torah continues in this theme and tells us that there's a difference between the offspring of Yitzchak and the offspring of, Av- of Avraham. Where do you see this difference? You see this in the, the ace of Yishmoel part of their families. Both of them had a child that didn't live up to what they would have wanted, but there's still a difference between them. So therefore the Torah does describe Esav as a child of Yitzchak, and that's the main subject here, because in the, in the production of an Esav versus production of Yishmoel, you could see what distinguishes Yitzchak, and how Yitzchak is different to Avraham. Does that make sense? Everyone follow? Get Yonatan. The Torah wants to say what makes Yitzchak different to Avraham. What makes Yitzhak different to Avram? makes him different is that he has a Esav. The Torah is talking about Yitzhak. How can you tell Yitzhak how Yitzhak is different in something, that, in something that both he and Avram shared, yet his was different? It's similar to what uh, the Rebbe talks about in other uh, sikhas about how uh, you only notice uh, the difference between a Jew and a Gentile in those things in which a Jew and a Gentile have a commonality, in those things that, 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 that they are similar to. We learned the Sikha once of, of the Rebbe about um, uh, the mid, the, the, the um, uh, Torah says after the story of Purim, Jewish people have light and joy, gladness and honor. And the Medish explains that those matters are referring to Yantiv and Brismila. And the Rebbe says the reason those things are chosen, those specific things are chosen, as our celebration is because we have something in common with Gentiles in those areas. And therefore, Torah wants to say that's in the things which were the same, you could see how we're different. In the, in the way that Avraham and Yitzchak are the same, they both have a child that doesn't live up to their standards. In that, in that arena, we could see there what distinguishes Yitzchak from Avraham. That's why the Torah highlights the child of, of Yitzchak being Esav, because in Esav, you could see how Isaac is different than Avraham. How so? Next page. Behavdu shein akesha yishmoli Avram when akesha yitzav yitzchak kaim shein alfachim. In the difference between the relationship of yishmol to Avram versus the relationship of Esav to Yitzchak, we find two opposing ideas, two diametrically opposed ideas. Number one, mitzad echad ha yishmol karav yisib bruchis Avram. Spiritually, it seems. The Yishmol was a lot closer to Avraham, spiritually. Kasher, Masher Esav Yitzchak, Shai Yishmol Chazer B'Shuv B'Chai Yavif. Yishmol does shuv in the life of his father. 
So Yishmael has a similarity to his father. He's both. He's a servant of his father, like Avram. And why did he do tshuva? It's because of the influence of Avram on him. On the other hand, Esav doesn't do tshuva. There's an amazing, amazing teaching of Rebrianus Naivashitz. Rebrianus Naivashitz was one of the greatest uh, Torah scholars in his generation. Before his marriage, his father-in-law-to-be summoned him and he said to him that he uh, wants to test him and he wants to see if he's you know, worthy of marrying his daughter. He didn't know he was testing. He was testing someone who could have tested him. Uh, but anyways, he tests him. They were apparently in a synagogue without any books. He hands him a siddur. says, say a chiddush from the siddur. Tell me some insight from the siddur. So he opens up the siddur to the paragraph before Hoyldu. As Rabbi Shmuel says, he says, I have three questions. Who is Rabbi Yishmoel? Why do Jews have someone named Yishmoel? Number one. Number two, usually in the Talmud, there are two ways that Torah introduces someone's words. Either Omer Rabbi Yishmoel or Rabbi Yishmoel Eimer. Either Rabbi Shmuel says, or says Rabbi Shmuel. The distinction is, when there's an argument, the Torah puts the person's name first, and then what he says. Abaya says this, Rabbi says this. If he's just the only guy in the, the conversation, if he's the only one who, who addresses the subject, then the Torah introduces him with the words, so says Rabbi Shmuel. In other words, he's the only guy who says something on the subject. In this department of the 13 principles of the Torah that, the, that we learn before we begin davening, there is only one opinion. So why doesn't it say, says Rabbi Shmuel? Why does it say, Rabbi Shmuel says? Question number two. And question number three is, he mentioned 13, 13 principles of Torah, which are all based on the Torah having an order. The, don't we know the Torah is not written in chronological order? So who says all, the, all these principles are, are based on something true? So the answer is like this. Just now in this past parsha, we read how Yitzchak and Yishmuel went to bury Avraham. So it mentions Yitzchak before Yishmael, even though Yishmael is older than Yitzchak. So what does Rashi say? This tells us that Yishmael does teshuva. He honors Yitzchak. He says, Yitzchak, you go in front of me. I know who you are. You're really the true offspring of Avram. You are the one who should go before me. So Rabbi Yishmael says, because Yishmael did teshuva, Jewish people started to name their children Yishmael. Because Yishmael maybe have started off his life not in the best of ways. Maybe Sarah banished him from her home, but eventually he came back. And how do I know he does tshuva? Says Rabbi Yishmoel, my name, Yishmoel, tells you something. The fact that my mother and father called me Yishmoel, and the fact that they weren't the first ones, but this is going on for generations. My name, Yishmoel, Oimer. My name, Yishmoel, tells you something. What does it tell you? It tells you that the Torah has an order. Maybe there is a concept of the Torah not being in order, but the fact that I am called Yishmol indicates that there are certain matters of the Torah which do have an order. And here are the examples of the Torah's order. These are the 13 principles of the Torah that Rabbi Yishmol tells us. All these 13 principles are based upon his name, Yishmol. Because my name is Yishmol, therefore I have a proof for my 13 principles. So Yishmol clearly does teshuva, and Esav clearly doesn't do teshuva. That's one difference between them. On the other hand, I'm sorry, even further, not only does Esau not do tshuva, but when Yaakov is buried, 
Esav delays the burial, and famously, uh, their Jewish people are trying, the children of Yaakov trying to figure out what to do. Esav is saying, I have a share in this, in this burial site, you can't bury your father. And everyone is very diplomatic, like, all right, I mean, he has a point that we need, we do have a document, let's go get the, get the document. And they went to go search for the document. Amazingly, Chushim, the son of Dan, who is called Chushim, which means senses, but that, that name is apparently Saginar. It's apparently the name which indicates that there are no senses because he was he was he was blind, and he was uh, deaf, and so Chushim is uh, he, he's trying to figure out what's going on. I'm not sure exactly if he was blind or maybe he's deaf and mute. I'm not sure if he was blind. Either way, he said, "What's going on? Who is bothering Zaidi's burial?" And they tell him it's Asaph somehow. So Asaph, he slaps him in the head and he, he kills Asaph. So the um, the uh, my my Zayde, Rabbi Saul Neville used to say, when he comes to heaven, he's not afraid of any angel accusing him. He, says, I, I, he was gifted with 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 the oratory skills. I can defend myself from day to tomorrow. I'm just afraid to get a deaf angel. What if we ever get a deaf angel? A deaf angel, I'll be stuck. Anyways, so getting back to um, to Esav, Esav doesn't do teshuva. Not only does not do teshuva, even on at the funeral of of, of uh, Yaakov, he's there fighting and saying, "No, you can't bury your father." Mitzad Sheni. So, if we were to compare Esav to Yishmael, who we say is a better guy, who would we have more in common with? We would think we have more in common with uh, with Yishmael. Esav doesn't do teshuva. Mitzat Sheni, on the other hand, Avraham Yotza Nifrim and Yishmol, Yishmol Lehugder Kisrael. On the other hand, the Torah says that from Avraham was separated an Ishmael. Yishmol is not called Jewish. He was separate from Avraham. Blochin Eloyhu Yershashal Avraham, therefore he does not inherit Avraham. Gamla Achashachazav Shuva, although he does Teshuva, he does not inherit anything. Sarah said before she passed away, she told Avraham, before she banished them from her home, she said, the, the son of the maidservant will not inherit with my child with Yitzchak. So Esav, on the other hand, is in a whole different uh, status. Although Esav is called different from Isaac, the Torah says, from Isaac was separated in Esav. Esav is considered separate and different to Yitzchak, yet, he's still considered a Jew, albeit a renegade Jew, and he does inherit together with Yaakov. As it says in the Torah, I have given an inheritance to Esau. So how come we find that Yishmael is better than, than Esau? Yishmael does teshuva, yet he's not considered Jewish. Esav doesn't do teshuva, and yet he is considered a child of Yitzchak, separate, different, but a child nonetheless, and he does not inherit, and he does inherit um, from Yitzchak. So how does this make sense? A simple answer would be like this. On the surface, who was Ishmael? He was the son of a maidservant of Avraham. So his uh, genealogy, his, his status, 
So therefore, he is not considered a uh, a equal standing child like Yitzchak, because he's just a child of a maidservant, not the child of the wife of Avraham. But Esav was the child of Rivka. So since Esav is a child of the wife of his father, the wife of Yitzchak, therefore he has different status. That's how we would be able to answer this on a simple level. There's a big question on this. How can no one thought of the question? Unbelievable question. How can you say this? Who else was children of, of maidservants? No? Help if I sing the Jeopardy again? Who else was the children of a maidservant? Yaakov, uh, very good. Yaakov has four wives, two of them are maidservants, and all the Jewish people come from two of the, a lot of the Jewish people come from two of the maidservants. And we consider all the children of the maidservants considered absolutely Jewish. And not only that, the Torah says, Mitose Shlema, Yaakov's bed was complete. He was different to Avram and Yitzchak. Avram has a Yishmuel, Yitzchak has an Esav, and Yaakov, all the children are complete. So don't tell me that the difference between Yitzchak and Avram is that Yitzchak's child comes from a wife and Avram's child comes from a maidservant. That's why they had, they, they were this, they had this different genealogy and different status, different class. If that was true, then how come all of Yaakov's children are considered his children 100% to the extent the Torah says Yaakov's bed was complete, all the children were perfect. Look in uh, note uh, 17. Vigam, another proof that this answer, that the reason that Yishmol and Esau are different is just because of who their mother was, another proof that that can't be the answer is from the following. Look at note 17. The fact that Sarah had to say, he shall not inherit with my son, with Yitzchak Muchach, it's understood, it's understood that he would have inherited. He is an inheritor. I know that halachically or legally, whatever it is, there is room for him to, him to be inheritor, and therefore I'm, I am stipulating he cannot be inheritor. And that's why Avram gave gifts to all of the sons of his concubines, and he sent them away from Yitzhak while he was still alive. Why did he do it while he was still alive? He didn't want to give them a share in the inheritance, and he gave them gifts while he was alive. So there was a clear decision not to include them in the inheritance, but they naturally would have been included. And therefore we're left back to original question, so why is Yishmael considered to be different to Esau if they're both children of, of their fathers and maybe um, Yishmael comes from a maidservant, but that shouldn't make a difference. Why is Yishmael not considered Jewish and Esav considered Jewish? The question returns to its strength. What is the difference between Yishmael and Esav? And because of this distinction, Esav is considered Jewish and not Yishmael. Despite the fact that only Yishmael does Shuvah and not Esav. 
שהקשר בין עשו ויצחק הוא עומק גשם לקשר בין ישמעו לאברהם, קשר שאיננו תלוי בחזר ובשוב. This indicates that the connection between עשו ויצחק is a lot deeper than the connection between ישמעו לאברהם, a connection that's not dependent on שובה. There's a bond between יצחק and עשו that's deeper than the bond between ישמעו and אברהם, despite the fact that externally Yishmol is a lot more in common with Avraham than Esav has with Yitzchak. I heard an incredible story last night. The, the Altareb had a chassid, sorry, Altareb had a non-chassid, who participated in all the fabrengans and all the gatherings of the chassidim. I guess he liked to drink, he liked the herring, whatever it was. And he would not really like walk the walk and talk the talk. He was more in the category of Esav in every respect. And the Hasidim wanted to know, what should we do with this guy? There was before, there were Chabad centers and Kirov wasn't popular. What do we do with this guy? He's coming to all the... So Al-Tarebbe said, you cannot imagine the pleasure Hashem has from a Jew doing one sin less. It's a whole different kind of connection. We have no idea what this connection is. One more story here last night, Meir de Um I think it was a... Reb Berel Baumgarten, Reb Pinchas Baumgarten. I don't remember right now. But there was a member of the community he discovered who never had a circumcision. And now he'd have a circumcision, he never had a Pidna Ben. He never had the redemption of the firstborn. So he arranged this person, he spoke to him, and he, and he inspired him to get a circumcision. And he sent to the Rebbe the, uh, the Shirayim, the leftovers of the meal, as a gift. As a gift to the Rebbe, here is a leftover of the, this person had a brismila, this person had a, had a, had a pitna ben, we had a meal, here is something from the meal. The Rebbe answered one word with three exclamation points. Hech yisani, you revived me. Rebbe Groner said at that time, whatever it means, the Rebbe's mood, so to speak, wasn't, whatever that means, it wasn't the Rebbe's usual mood, Rebbe wasn't responding to people. But this gave the Rebbe incredible nachas ruach. I mean, the, the, the nachas ruach Hashem has from his child coming back to him is, is felt by tzaddikim. So the Rebbe stressed, Hechi son, you revive me. Anyway, so the connection between a Yishmoel and, and the Yitzchak, a Yishmoel and Esav versus an, yeah. Connection between Yishmoel and Avram versus connection between an Esav and Yitzchak is something very deep. And that's why Yishmoel is considered not Jewish, and Esau is considered Jewish, but what exactly is the reason for this distinction when we see that, that in their personas, Yishma had a lot more of a Jewish character than Esau. So we will clean with him tomorrow and find this out. Have a wonderful day, a wonderful Chedesh, and a wonderful Yontif. Zai